You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jenna Sargent, online and social media editor at SD Times. Today, we're talking to OutSystems Forsyth Alexander about incorporating AI into the development process to help make developers more efficient. Before we begin, we just want to thank OutSystems for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. And now I'll have Forsyth introduce herself. I'm Forsyth Alexander, and I am currently uh, the senior, a senior product marketing manager at OutSystems with a focus on marketing our platform horizontally. So that means telling the OutSystems story in terms of how it can benefit everyone and not necessarily focusing on an industry. I also um, I also specialize in um, artificial intelligence, AI topics, uh, along with integration and um, easy to use um, functional um, integrated development environments. I've been at OutSystems for five years and Previously, I was at IBM for 11 years, um, working in their um, business analytics and then their Watson division. So the the AI goes back a while. Awesome. Um, So since today we're talking about um, AI and the application development process, I guess a good place to start would be to um, explain what that means for developers? Like, what do, what do we mean when we're talking about incorporating AI into the development lifecycle? Incorporating the AI into the development lifecycle is, is going to um, presuppose that you're using, uh, you're using a, a, a specific platform um, um, that can, um, that, you know, is going to help you already with your development, perhaps perhaps using a visual development environment, you know, uh, would be the best example of that. When you're using a visual development environment and you're, um, and you're using, you know, you're dragging components into, into a canvas or into the IDE, um, and you're thinking about your logic flows and your process and, and where you would, you know, where a, a type of UI element would benefit you the most, you can get stuck or slowed down um, because you might have a whole lot of options. And where, one of the first things that um, that AI can do as, as far as assisting is, um, um, as far as assisting with that is be able to, after, you know, analyzing many, many situations for developers and using machine learning to develop models, We'll be able to say, um, you know, these six components are mo- one of these six components are most likely what you're searching for to put into your into your application next. Or in some cases, it might just say, you know, this is this is what we suggest. We're going to pre-fill this for you because we've seen many many other people doing things this way, and this is what they have chosen. Um, and it can go even further into that. It can, um, it can, it can. For example, um, it can notice. I use an, a good analogy for this. Um, 
if you play certain mobile certain games on mobile phones and you stop for a little while, a lot of times they'll say, you know, we've seen you stop. Would you like a suggestion about the next move to take, or would you like to see how to win this particular move? And um, what AI in a, in a in, in a visual development environment can do is say, you know, you've you've been in this you've um, you know you've you've been in this canvas for a certain amount of time. You haven't made any movement. Um, would you like some help? And it could come in the form of of a of a quick video that shows you how to resolve a situation or a suggestion of, of best practice as of other ways that people have solved the problem that it, it, it guesses that you're having. Um, and, um, you know, and, and in some cases it could even be a bot that, you know, that pops up and says, you know, do you have questions? Can you, you know, do you have questions about what to do next in this environment? Um, you know, I'm here to help. And then they can type a question and either get the answer from the bot or possibly even be connected to, to a, a pair programmer or a peer programmer of sorts to help them through it. Another really exciting development that's happening, there is a, there's a, a natural language processing um, technology called um, GPT-3. And what it does um, is it, uh, it, it allows um, people to open it up and say something like, I want to design a website and my website needs to have the following, um, you know, it needs to have the following sections and it needs to have a call to action that says this. Well, um, what's the exciting thing that's happening in application development is they're thinking about how to do that actually in an application platform itself, where you would open it up and you would say, um, I have, I have an app that has this workflow and I need a, I need a mobile app built that connects to these systems and the, uh, the platform would walk them through showing them the code and the components and, 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 um, and enable them to, uh, to customize whatever it had built for them based on what they said out loud. So it's kind of like Alexa for application development is how I think about it. Do platforms like come with these functionalities or would this be like um, like an add-on to like an, an IDE that you're already using? No, it, the plan the plan in the the plan in the low code and no code space of application development is that it, it's just part of the platform. It's just when you it's not something that you say um, um, you know you, you click it's not like say for example you 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 purchased a uh, a standard edition of application development platform, right? And then it says, hey, you know, with the enterprise edition, you can, and then you have to add the AI. The The dream and the hope of everyone that's working in this space is that it, it just becomes, it just becomes integrated into part of the, the automation of application development as a whole. Um, there are other, there are other things too. It's not just about the actually helping developers, um, you know, um, you know, telling them what to do or filling in their components for them. Um, um, applica- I mean, AI can also be used to do things um, like what we've done. What we've done at, at OutSystems is we have an, we have what we call an architecture dashboard. And what that actually is, is a, is a graphical representation of an entire application portfolio and all its dependencies. And using an AI engine, it, it, um, it automatically 
um, sort of runs through those components and those modules and those and the and all the pieces of your application portfolio and automatically identifies trouble spots or areas where best practices aren't being followed that could cause problems down down the road. Um, and you know that's um, so that so one of the hardest things about application development is, especially as your as your application grows, right, is keeping track of, and if you use things like branching, keeping track of of, of what changes have been made and how they might impact others. Or if you have a number of different people with different types of skill sets or skill levels, um, you know, some people may um, may not be as confident in the way they've built a component compared to someone else. And this that this levels the playing field for them because they if they're if their skill set is not you know um, Mr. Full Mr. or Ms. Full Stack developer um, they don't have to worry because if they make a little mistake or there's uh, you know or there's going to be a problem at at runtime this um, this AI automation will let them know and then we'll give them suggestions for how to fix it so it's not just you might have a problem good luck. Um, it's you might have a problem and here are different ways that, you know, here's here's the way to fix it or here's what you need to take a look at um, and make sure, you know, make sure that you're OK with it or that it, it looks right to you. And that that's a huge boon um, because, you know, um, designing, coming up with a concept for an app and designing it and developing is is the creative and interesting and can be a really fast part of development. But um uh, then you start getting into tasks that are a little bit more mundane or a little bit more tiring or a little bit more repetitive or even hard. And um, the, you know, because AI is so much more advanced now than it was even just three or four years ago, you can now put AI into your, into your development platforms in a different way that do a lot of things like error checking and bug checking and impact analysis for you. So you don't have to worry about that because that's a great that's a great that consumes a lot of time and effort. And so it's a it's a great way to um, enable pro, professional developers, especially to concentrate on the really important aspects of their app and not have not have to worry about change management and or even or even uh, or even DevOps. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I think that like it must kind of cut down on testing because if you're kind of surfacing all these issues as you're developing, then you don't have to like spend all your time writing a piece of code and then sending it to the test and then realizing, oh, it doesn't, it's not doing what it's supposed to be. So you can kind of it doesn't work. alleviate those problems earlier. Yeah, it's really good for that. And it also helps with test left because you still want to test your code a certain amount, you know, a certain way. But it it um it it lets you test earlier in the cycle, and then if things change or whatever, you don't have to worry because it's going to automate any any error checking for you. Um, and even um, some of some some uh, visual IDEs um, out systems included even even does some does some automated debugging for you that. It's not totally AI driven. There's a change management engine involved in that too, but there is there are AI components in it based on you know, basing on things like type ahead and, um, and machine learning. So you mentioned that it can like surface, um, like tasks that need to be completed. Do you, 
like, do you see mm-hmm. this kind of getting in the way of like a developer's normal workflow? Cause if they're like working on like a certain sprint, that's like trying to, mm-hmm. they're trying to like work on a certain piece of the code and the, the AI is like telling them to do something different, like how to, how do developers kind of balance that out? Well, um, you know, that's the great thing. That's the great thing. The, the developer is going to win out, right? If the developer knows that what the AI is suggesting, a really great example of that is um, a very simple analogy um, is, is something like type ahead. You know, you've opened up Google and you're going to search for something and it thinks that you're, you want to look for something and it types ahead, right? But you, you don't have to accept that. You, you can you can say, no, Google, I don't want to look for, um, I don't want to look for AI automation of development processes. I want to look up, I just want to look up AI automation, right? Or I want to look up something that's called auto AI and not automatic AI, which is what Google might try to turn that into for you. So the, the, the point is, is that, is that it helps you control what you're developing, but it doesn't take away your control. Um, you know, you can choose if you're a very, very professional developer and you're a full stack developer and you've been doing this for years, it doesn't take away any of what you know and what you, what you want to apply to your development. It just makes things that you don't want to do easier. Mm-hmm. Or if you, if you know that it's going to choose the right thing, but it's, it's, as, as someone who used our platform once said, it's, it saved them a whole lot of, uh, fear of carpal tunnel syndrome because they don't have to scroll, 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 type, 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 type to find what they need to put in the space because it's gonna it's gonna pop right up there for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, are there any like when teams kind of first start experimenting with this type of technology? Are there any like challenges at first that you? see commonly I think I think so you know with anything that's automated it's you know anything that automates a task that you're familiar with and are happy with is going to take some adjustment and that's fair I mean I've been around for a long time so <laughs> I used to handwrite stuff back in the day right and uh, and then I um, and then I then I did green screen word processing. And at first I was like, this is just hard. And I mean, sure, it's better than typing because I didn't like having a typewriter because I had typos all the time. Sure, it's better than typing, but it's it's hard to learn. And I don't know how to use these function keys. And what am I going to do? Um, and then it's kind of like suddenly you're in Windows and suddenly it's all different. You're, you're looking at what you can do when you're writing or when you're, for example, if you're using illustrator or paint, you suddenly are able to do things so much faster and you can choose elements um, so much quicker, but your but your writing and your creativity um, it, it isn't being stifled. But I think there's always that sort of fear of the unknown or, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, AI gets a lot of negative press and some of it is, is rightly so, but it also, you know, it puts fear. It it makes people fearful that, um, well, one day they'll, it'll just all do this automatically and they won't need me anymore. And that's just at this point, that's just, and I don't think at any point will that be true. 
AI is never going to be able to have a creative idea or, or actually know the exact perfect sequence to create an application that, for example, um, instead of being given a plastic key card to get into your hotel room, it, it, it sends you a QR code. Like if you're on a, you're onboarding an airplane, right. And you can just, you know, swipe that over your door and it lets you in. AI is never going to think of that. And it's never going to think of everything that needs to be done in an app for that. But what it can do is, is when you get into the part of, into part of that, it can, it can show you what other people that might've been using the airline onboarding app did that you could maybe relate to your, your hotel door opening, or again, um, you know, you've, um, it's made some really good suggestions, but you've still been able to choose your interface and design it the way you want and use the icon elements that you want. And in the end, it's still your work. AI hasn't taken away the fact that it's your work, just like a word processing program or something like InDesign doesn't take away from the fact that the words on the page were originally written by me. That's great. Since I know that this is kind of an area that you're really excited about, what would you say is like the most the most exciting application of this kind I really of technology don't think that it's you see? The AI assisted development or even the natural language processing. I think it really is what I what I told you. I think it's the ability to rely on something else to find your mistakes for you. And uh, you know, think about again um, I have a writing background that goes back many, many years, although I don't I don't write like I used to. But, you know, think about how useful it is, you know, when those red and green squiggles first started showing up on Word when you were writing something, you know, and now you have things like Grammarly and you have Google checking stuff and how nice it is to know that, you know, you'll still you might have to do a little bit of proofreading just to be sure. But how nice it is not to, you know, not to have to go word by word and check to see if it's misspelled or not, or if you've left out, you've left off the punctuation. And so I really have always believed that, and it's because I, I know developers well, I, I, I've written for them for years. I've worked with some on some projects in the early 2000s. And one of the hardest things they had to do was check for errors. Um, or if they put something into a staging environment and it didn't work, it could take hours and hours and weeks to find out what the, the, the minor problem was. And also, if someone came along and said, you know, this is a really great, uh, this is a really great web application that helps us track containers through a port or on, on trucks, but we also want it to be able, uh, you know, we also want the transponder information to be used to check it in and out of terminals, to go into that actual application and add to it, and then make sure that nothing that you were adding to it was going to break anything that was always there. The idea that that's just not a concern for you anymore because you have AI automation helping you look through all that and even check for your code quality, that's, that's what excites me the most about AI and application development. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that OutSystem ha- OutSystems has going on that you'd like to let our listeners know about? Yes. Um, you know, I, this has been an unconventional podcast in that I've been talking about development and I'm not, you know, technically an application developer and never have been. But the what I what OutSystems is really thinking about and looking forward to forward 
um, and thinking forward about is the fact that we need more, we need developers more than ever. And the way things are working these days, the traditional path for development still makes sense, but it's not the only path you have to follow. So um, we're doing a, a, a podcast called Decoded, where we're looking at, um, where we're talking about, um, you know, people who have gotten into tech development late in life, um, gray hats with, um, with D.D. Walsh, who was formerly at Microsoft. Um, we also inter- we also have a podcast coming up. Um, I mean, as part of that series coming up on November 11th, where a developer manager um, from from HPE HP Enterprises is going to be talking with one of his rookie developers about what her first year was like as a developer. And then we've also we're also interviewing people that have um, that have come to development from different paths. For example, for example, from a rock and roll band. And so, I really encourage you to check it out. You can go to that outsystems.com page, and you'll you'll um, you can follow it for information on on how to to listen in. Great, that sounds um, really interesting. I'll also include a link to the the show in this episode description so that people can check it out. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. As always, you can follow SD Times on social media if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes. We're on Twitter as SD Times and on Instagram as SD Times Mag. I want to give another big super thank you to Forsyth and OutSystems for taking the time to talk to us. This has been What the Dev. Mm-hmm.